Well, is this recording? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead, tell them. Well, we recorded an episode with no it's video. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I had no video. It's on me. Uh, but it's an interesting topic we discussed. Yes. The audio was keepable. We recorded audio. Is keepable uh, a word? Yeah, I just made it up, I guess. I'm pretty sure it's a word. Keep I'm pretty sure you can take able on anything. <laughs> okay. uh, so, you're gonna, you're, yeah, yeah. Well, watch, listen, really, it's about listening, but you are going to put in some pictures and stuff like that to at least kind of have something going in the background. A visual, uh, visual reference. Wise, yeah. yes. Uh, so, that's that's it. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot to hit the record button, but we really don't want to throw it away because it was just kind of raw and real. And it's about the Asbury Revival. So, enjoy. Yeah. Around the world, as promised, a remnant remains who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Remnant Podcast. All right, so we're back again. Yeah. Another couple's corner. In my mind, the first one was already a success. Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, of course, we hope that it'll grow. We just got started. But, uh, I mean, the fact that somebody in Pakistan downloaded it, that's pretty cool. Somebody in Alaska downloaded it. That's that's pretty awesome. Yes. So, it's already a success, but um, what do you got in mind for this episode? Well, this is going to be our first news hour oh, okay. episode. Okay. That's what I, I was thinking. I didn't even thinking. know that. I'm sorry. So, it's not Couples so Corner. It's news hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we can do Couples Corner. No, no, that's fine. Do the news hour okay. thing. Let's right. go with it. Well, I'm just really excited about it. I've been wanting to do... Talk about the Asbury Revival. Yeah, that's definitely in the news right now. Yeah. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it first, though. Well, it's almost, I mean, I'll try and give you, my thoughts is, uh, this, if I'm just being totally honest, I probably shouldn't be this way, but I'm skeptical. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I guess it's because the time we live in, you know, right. I, but I've seen so many things pop up and claim to be a revival or something like that. And it's like when you dig into it a little bit more, it really wasn't what I would call a biblical version of a revival, you know, but there has been great revivals in the past here in the United States, even. So, uh, what's a biblical version of a revival? Well, I would say. Like I said, I'm not I'm not speaking to the Asbury thing yet because I haven't dug into it. A biblical version of a revival seems to always begin with repentance, like on a big scale. People, well, first, really, it begins with a preacher. Uh, you know, God sending a man uh, like, well, man, I can't. Whitfield uh, was one of the great preachers that came to the United States from England, and I'm wanting to say the late 1700s. I mean, people was probably going to have their mind blown that i don't know exactly when the time frame was but 1700s 1800s or maybe even early 1900s i'm not sure there's been two different revivals there was what they call a great dutch revival and um you know a a preacher preaching the true gospel and it not being censored seems that i mean I, i know that there have been um what i would call biblical revivals it seems to me that it's always accompanied by true repentance in the heart of the people Mm um and so in one sense i'd say the time is ripe right uh, worldwide for a revival, you know, whether or not it, it's actually going to come, I don't know, but you have done research into the Asbury thing and I trust your judgment. What's your thoughts on it? Well, I 
And like you, my first reaction was definitely skepticism, I think, for a lot of the same reasons as you, because, uh, I don't know, you just, a lot of people have told me that I am, okay, maybe not a lot of people, but I've had a few significant people tell me that, you know, I'm, you're pretty skeptical, you know, I don't look at it as skepticism, I look at it as discerning, you know, and, uh, because there is so much that really requires some discerning nowadays because everything it's it seems to be like in today's world it's like it's one way or the other people are either totally anti the lord or people are super i guess polar the polar opposite of that but both of them are sort of missing the mark <laughs> you know as far as of genuine yeah. uh christianity yeah. And so and also and there's a popular saying, but it's true that discernment is not necessarily knowing the difference between right and wrong, but right and almost right. Yeah. You right. know, true and almost true. Yeah, almost so, true is still false. Yeah, almost true is still false. Right. But uh you know, someone who is studied up in the word, you know, first of all saved. Uh, but and studied up in the word has a lot better chance at actually discerning where the error is between truth and error. There, I mean, the Bible even talks about the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, maybe skepticism isn't the right word for me too. I don't know, but there's but just I so many things now that fall, you know, that go up, fly under the name of Christianity and under that flag and under the name of religion. That it's like, man, that that's it's just completely unbiblical. Mm-hmm. Now, I suspect that's not the case with the Asbury revival. Completely unbiblical. However, I don't know. Well, I start off skeptical, I guess, and then it turns into well. Before I say yay or nay, I I look at it as I'm discerning. But my I am on. If I'm being honest, my initial reaction is usually skepticism on things like this. But I will say that I've looked into it, and I think it's legit. I really do. Well, good. That's great. I really, yes, it really is. And let me tell you some of the reasons why. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, I, while I was looking into it, I made a point to watch videos that were not uh, narrated. I just wanted to see what was going on. Yeah, good call. And uh, I didn't want to read a whole lot of commentaries about it and uh, get other people's opinions. I just kind of wanted to see what was going on and, you know, what I would think as though I was standing there watching and observing myself. And so uh, what I have learned is now, obviously, I did read some things because, you know, you'll see here in just a second. Okay. But uh, one thing that I think is really neat first of all is uh the town that it's in is a town of 6000 okay well the last i saw they were putting up signs this is the kind of the stuff i would read just like factual things mm-hmm. but they were putting up signs and roadblocks and stuff saying the town was at max capacity they had had an influx of 20,000 people into a town of 6000 and they weren't able to sustain the number of people coming mm-hmm. like restaurants and hotels and uh, people are sleeping in their cars and people are, you know, coming in from all over. And uh, I thought that was pretty neat how just to see the signs, I'll put up some pictures here in a minute. But um, the reason I think it's legit first, I heard from the man who 
is the preacher at this uh, chapel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I actually watched a live feed of him. I think this was the the second time he had got up to preach, and it was like a week later. You know, this had okay. been going on for like a week. And he was just saying, I just happened to catch it right at that time, but he was saying how um, the sermon that sort of, quote, started it all, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he had been led by the Lord to teach about love, loving each other, loving the Lord. Um, he said something that I didn't quite understand because the feed was at a distance, and so sometimes I wouldn't be able to catch everything that he was saying. But it had something to do with, like, the Lord laid it on his heart about um, how basically it's the way things are going for the people he's going to be preaching to. It's impossible for them to genuinely love the Lord. And he was like, I knew theologically that that wasn't real sound. And so I didn't, I knew I didn't quite understand what was being laid on my heart. But, uh, and so he began to preach about love and really the verses he was using was weep with those who weep, um, Mm -hmm. rejoice with those who rejoice. And, uh, and he was, of course he's, he is preaching to college age students. And so he was putting a lot of things in terms that they would sort of relate to. And he was using like, you know, if you're on the basketball team and, you know, for your teammates be, you know, that sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, things that were really applicable to that age group. And of course he did have some things that, you know, uh, again, kind of go with that group where he would say, when you're not doing something, uh, that's biblically sound and accurate, you know, I hope that it affects you like, I don't know, an itchy sweater, you know, cause when you've got an itchy sweater, you do something about it. You just can't sit there mm-hmm. and, you know, so it, it was definitely that age group type mo There were definitely those moments in his sermon, but man, the guy, well, he is, he was not showy. He was not trying to muster anything up. He was very logical. Mm-hmm. And he was, it made me think a lot of, you know, of you in a lot of ways. Um, not every way, but uh, one thing I thought was really interesting, and he did not, this was not like a central focus point in his sermon, but he just sort of mentioned it on the side. He was raised an Orthodox Jew mm. and is now, and there were a few things that while he was preaching, he, uh, he said, I believe that, oh, he told everybody in the audience, he said, you know, open your Bible. I want to, I want to go over a few things or I want to say a few things. And I'm going to ask you about this in just a second. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but what he did, he said, if you don't have a Bible, because again, he's talking to people from all over, you know, yeah. and, uh, and he said, if you don't have a Bible, let me help you get one. He said, but let me tell you about what the Bible is. He said, I really believe the Bible is the inerrant, infallible word of God, and it is perfect, and uh, which you don't hear yeah, a whole yeah, lot of yeah. anymore. And, and, and he never, he, he referenced Jesus Christ multiple times Mm -hmm. it wasn't just this abstract you know oh let's let's you know your god and your god it wasn't that at all it was uh it was about jesus and it was the bible was infallible and inerrant 
and the word of God preserved. Um, and, uh, but another thing that really, you know, said something to me is, and I'll talk more about the revival here in a minute if you want to hear some of the things I found, but he was getting up to preach the first sermon since this revival started and it had been like a week. And before I tell you what he preached on, I want to know, what do you think you would say if it was, Mm. what would be the sermon that you would preach if given an opportunity like that, where he did seem like he didn't, you know, he didn't know this was not his doing. And he, he did come across that way. He, you know, it was not, he didn't come across like he thought that he had, I prayed for this and I did, it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it was honestly my I'm sure that to use, you know, researching that, that's a breath of fresh air that the yes, man wasn't glorifying know. himself and his efforts and his Mm-mm. preaching and his all of that. And Which so. was totally expected on my side. Like, I really, like I said, I go into it sort of thinking, you know, you know me, I can, I, I think I can see through a lot of mm-hmm. that a lot of times. Yeah. And, uh, but no, he was not that way, but I want to hear what you think. Man, that, I, I know. I, honestly, I don't know. Like it's really hard for me to even put myself in his shoes because I'm sure in one sense he was really just trying to eliminate all of his natural influences and instincts to think, well, I've got the attention of lots of people now. This is what I should say or this is what they need to hear. I'm sure that, well, first of all, if this is legit, a, a legit revival, then the man was led by God. Right. And... Um, you know, I'm I'm just certain that he um, probably spent that whole week in prayer and probably even a little bit of trembling, like, what now? <laughs> he you said know? that when he went to ser- to preach that night, that he was sort of, he said, if I'm honest, I was tired. I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, he was sort of drained feeling, but he really felt pressed that he needed to preach this message about, you know, yeah, again, I say that's to his good because, you know, if he would have, you know, right. me, the fact that I have preached many sermons, I know there are those times where I'm like super fired up thinking, man, this is going to be great. <laughs> and it's like not. Right. And in a way, it's, it's good because I know all preachers who are really worth anything often pray that God will prevent them from being lifted up with pride and all that. And so mm-hmm. the fact that he just kind of came dragging and wore down is evidence to himself also that the Lord preached that sermon, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, honestly, I don't, I don't even know I, I, on the spot. Like right. to me, a there's a lot one. of things I could probably answer on the spot and off the cuff and what's your philosophy on this or that or the other. But already, you know, just me putting my mindset in this was, a legitimate revival, a move of the Holy Spirit in the hearts of people, it already causes me to be like, well, I'm going to check what I say. Right. Like, you know, I, I want to be careful how I speak. I don't want to speak flippantly on it. And so, I, I mean, obviously you can't judge the whole man by one sermon or whatever. Right. But based on what you saw and what you've said about it and based on what I have seen, of course, I, you know, we might would critique certain little things. If we're not careful, you can get, you know, overly... Um, zealous for a certain worldview that may or may not be right you know there's repentance takes on a lot of forms in people some people cry some people don't some people you know it's all contained within you know and so i've seen some pictures and some pictures i'm like you know i don't know other pictures i'm like well you know what would i expect to see because revival is rare these days like true revival Mm -hmm. i'm saying 
And so the question as far as what would I preach if I came back a week later and thousands of people had flocked in, you know, I, I don't know. He preached, it's not faith plus. That's great, yeah. He preached, <laughs> it's by faith in Jesus yeah, alone. That's, that's great. And he, it was amazing, yeah. you know, because, again, things you don't hear. Yeah. You know? And he preached that it's not, you know, he said, I'm not telling anybody don't strive, don't want to achieve things in life. He said, but I'm telling you to strive for these things and, you know, whatever your goals are for the platform to lift Jesus up. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, you, that was another aspect of it. But he, he said he was preaching about that don't take pride in, and he started listing all these works, mm-hmm. some of it applicable to college kids and some of it applicable to whoever may have come. But his message was, it's faith in Jesus Christ alone. Well, that's great because that means <laughs> that he stayed true to the gospel. Yes. Again, because, yeah, I, it was wonderful. I mean, yeah. it truly was moving to consider and to think about and to hear and uh, and watching. People are hungry for truth. I, I mean, agree, they really yeah. are. And so I usually don't get to the bottom line, you know, first. Usually I sort of <laughs> say everything else first. But the bottom line is I do think it's legit. Yeah. But I will say that... Well, two things. There are things that I have sort of, I watched a little bit of or heard a little bit of, not from him, and uh, but just sort of, you know, people taking videos or whatever. So there are things that I have seen that I'm, that don't really, uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know how to describe it. I'm, I would say don't sit just, well, right, but don't, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I don't know what. Yeah, is. I'm so, sorry. I was about to cut you off. No, Go what ahead. is it? Go ahead. Well, I, what I the, one of the thoughts that I did have mm-hmm. when I saw some pictures, mm-hmm. and then also I heard heard uh, or you know Facebook or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Said something like fifty thousand people had descended upon this town, mm-hmm. and, and and what immediately came to my mind was the verse of where Paul says, "When I seek to do good, evil is present with me," and I thought, you know, if it was. And it seems to be, and so I don't want to knock it. But if, if the Lord was really moving there and there was real revival happening and people were really coming to a saving faith in Jesus Christ, I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that thousands of people flocked there. But here's what I'm, I, I would also not be surprised at all if you could sit down with this preacher and ask him, what do you think about everybody that come? Oh, I, sure. I, I think he would say half of them came to pour water on the fire. Maybe not outwardly. Outwardly, right. they was acting like, oh, we're coming to worship with you guys. Mm-hmm. We're coming to be a part. We want to be a mm-hmm. part of the Lord's movement. But with them, they was bringing all kinds of Lord knows what baggage mm-hmm. and probably honestly was putting the revival out, so to speak. Because I've I seen a post from a, a guy who is also a preacher. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of speaking, I would say, condescending towards it. Like, oh, see, it ended. And and he said, you know, when it's not of God, when it's of man, it comes to an end. But when it's of God, it doesn't or whatever. But I thought, no, I honestly think that preacher probably would have done well to just say, y'all all go back home and worship at your church mm-hmm. and take this same message to your church. But we don't need 50,000 people in this building right now or piling up outside. It's a huge distraction to what the Lord is doing here. Now, I don't know what I would have said, but I I do think probably a lot of people probably brought a negativity to the whole thing. Well, 
what my mind went to is because it does seem to me that there's not one person really orchestrating anything because it does seem sort of just it's just this ongoing thing nobody knows really you know because it wasn't planned Mm -hmm. is definitely how it comes across and because you don't really have i mean you don't have much of a plan really i do know that obviously there has to be leadership still going on but when you got 20,000 people coming in um it's probably difficult to really control what is going on every minute of you know, I mean it's happening 24 hours a day and so the there have been a few things that I don't really I don't feel comfortable to say one way or another because I would need to know more about it but um like I've seen where they talk about this I mean this woman claims to have a demon have been cast out of her there another woman claims that she got up out of a wheelchair and started walking you know do these things happen can they happen of course we you know mm-hmm. believe that but i'm not going to watch something for a 30 second clip on youtube or something and just decide how legit yeah, see, it's because there's all, all of that stuff that you're talking about and maybe it's maybe it was legit and all that and maybe praise to god if it is you right. know it's not that we don't believe that it can be but the thing that i wanted to hear was what he preached, and if, if yes. what you're saying, not not what happened afterwards, not what happened when twenty thousand people tried to pour into a place, and right. like I said, Lord knows what all religious, and the, the what they call speaking in tongues, you know that people you hear them in the crowd, but that's not. I have not seen where that is happening widespread. I have seen where somebody will be videoing what's going on, and you'll hear somebody in the background sort of mm-hmm. doing that. Well, yeah, a man, single you know, individual I, here and there. If I was the preacher there, or me thinking, like, I would like to hear what he has to say about it a month from now. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that he had this sort of feeling of, yeah, I know a lot of stuff is happening here that I, would ne- I wouldn't really want to see happen here. But there's also something good that, you know, I don't right. want to be the one to put the fire out either. And so, yeah, maybe they're bringing some theological error with them and practicing things that they ought not practice in open public worship or whatever, but maybe God will deal with them while they're here. You know, I, I don't, right. I don't know what I'd have done, but I don't hold it against him that he didn't, you know, right. it's, it's heavy hand on that, you know, right. you know, so yeah. you can't, you can't judge the whole thing by certain things that happened. There. Right. Because when you have so many people coming in, like you said, you're going to have some coming in, insincerely and you're going to have some coming in that are sincere but have theological yeah some need to be they they, they just need to hear more truth right yeah Yeah. and so um but i do think that you know all in all that it is legitimately people sincerely here's another thing that i thought was really interesting whenever the the hall or building became too full for too long uh, people were standing in line obviously to get in and uh but what they did is they had a line that was priority and that priority was for people that they called gen z or mm-hmm. like 25 and under that's their their goal you know is to reach that age right now mm-hmm. um you know so and to hear some people being interviewed or talking about it, you know, they were the the older adults, you know, they were more than happy for that because, you know, they 
the people that I heard talk about it sort of looked at that as like a, well, yeah, they, we need this generation to, you know, yeah. kind of. Yeah. I mean, if revival is going to happen like that, what better, I mean, it, it'd be great for it to happen to the, yes, the 20 to 30 year old group or 15 to 30 year old mm-hmm. group. Sure. It'd be great to see revival in the elderly too, but they won't be with us that much longer. And we do need, well, it's the young you people know. that are so bombarded with today's right. propaganda that, I mean, they just, they need truth, you know, and hopefully they're getting a bit of it there, you know? Yeah. It's, it's hard for us sometimes in our little world, in our little worldview to see how some, we look at the world as like, it's hopeless sometimes, you know, it's just hopeless. Cause I look at Gen Z sometimes and just think, well, they don't want to hear, they don't, they don't want to hear the truth, you know, but honestly, really nobody wants to hear the truth until God moves in them. And then they want to hear the truth. And a lot of ways they're, I mean, I hate to say they're victims cause it seems like they might already have a victim mentality, <laughs> but in a way they are victims and in a way we were blessed to be born when we were born and if you was born the generation before us you was blessed but certainly nowadays it seems to me that if there is going to be a change it's going to come in revival it's not going to be by a politician or anything Mm -hmm. like that it's going to come through revival and what i have been saying again that you know i don't know i haven't researched which ones were legit and which ones weren't but they say Similar things, maybe not on that scale, but similar things is happening all over the country. Yeah. And I hope that's, I hope that it is happening all over the country. Yeah. I saw where just like two days ago, Texas A&M was opening up multiple buildings or maybe it wasn't, I think it was Texas A&M, but there were campuses, you know, Mm -hmm. all over the United States wanting or I don't know, wanting, but having this happen or something like it happen. I don't know. I have not looked into those to make a determination as far as legitimacy and all that stuff goes. But, um, and of course I've, I've seen where they say people in other countries are also having Mm -hmm. a revival. And again, I don't know anything about all that. I just looked into what's going down, what's going on, not down, what's going down down (laughs) over in Asbury. And, um, Really, it was a few things that made me feel like if I had to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down as far as legitimacy goes, I would feel comfortable, more comfortable even, to say legit than I would not. Because a lot of it is singing. I hear a lot of singing happening whenever I'm watching some of this stuff. Um, And one of the things I really like is uh, like... I don't know if it was in the late hours, the overnight hours. I don't know. But sometimes the chapel seemed to be not quite as full. Uh, as It's not packed. And they had on the stage, they just had like 10 guitars laying up there. Mm-hmm. And you could just go up there and if strum if you wanted to. It was very laid back. Um, and uh a lot of the songs that were being sung, they weren't all these like Lauren Daigle, mm-hmm. real, you know, singing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't like hippie revival type thing. Right. Much hippie music Some of it was like How Great Thou Art. It was, um, uh, I can't remember, but it was several hymnals. Now, some of them were more modern songs, but not, again, it was 
It was great. Yeah, you know, it people really listening good. are probably there's there again. If you if you're the kind of person that picked the revival apart, you're, they're probably gonna pick apart what you're saying because you're like, well, there's a lot of music, and so there's some people like, oh, see, it was the music. And then there's other people that when you say it wasn't Lauren Doggle, they're like, oh, so she's against this, you know, contemporary stuff or whatever. And so people can pick apart anything. But I will say this music. Well, there's a song book in the Bible. Right. It says that in heaven we will all sing, you know, we will all sing and praise God for all eternity. And so I'm not surprised that music accompanies yes i mean music is christian to its deepest root really now right. it's been corrupted and of course music can be used wrong and all of that and so that's why just for those that are listening you were making comment on the type of music it's because we're fully aware that music can be a manipulative tool but Again, it also can be a tool of worship discernment is yeah, important discernment, with correct. music as well yeah and so that's why you was taking the time to even talk about the type of songs they're singing because that tells you something yes, not all does. music glorifies god right. but there's some that does and so this is all great i mean it's encouraging you know it is it was very encouraging. I, like i said i i hope that you know the aftermath well i hope that a part of it stays with them and that there were people truly converted. How great is that? The number of souls in heaven has increased. But I hope to hear from the preacher in a month or two or three or four mm-hmm. months and him reflect back on what really all oh, took yes, place there wonderful. and his what he has learned from it and what you know, what has it has anything changed in him personally because, you know, it's and great. When he was preaching, that was sort of one of the things that he was real persistent about saying to the people that were hearing him is he said you know this is not about an event this is not he really wanted to reiterate to the people listening that it's about what happens after this you know Mm -hmm. and this is about something more than just being a part of what's going on in the news and all this stuff and another thing is i'm sure you've heard about this part but um what's that famous news guy tucker something carlson tucker carlson i think think so uh anyway they they tried to go down there to um report on it or yes and the university and the people and the at the chapel or whatever asked them not to come because they thought it would take away from yeah it's great yeah great i mean sounds like the guy made a lot of right decisions and did the best he could with what best was you could unfolding. do when you got twenty thousand yeah. people coming in and i mean i really that's what i took away from it is i thought he did the very best that he could mm-hmm. so we probably need to wrap this up actually guess what i never hit did i hit record is it recording i never hit record oh no and i <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious we got the audio well, we can post it for. <laughs> I was so excited about this one too. Yeah. 